when people have chaos, it's better than just sitting around waiting for the emails or waiting for the clicks or the phone to ring. Chaos in business is a good thing. So I think if you are experiencing that, then that means that you've figured out sales and marketing, at least to some extent, and now it's time to work on operations. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. Today, we're going to go into a process that is very necessary for most companies that are looking to grow. Yet a lot of times we're going to neglect doing what is the most necessary piece to be able to scale predictably and without as much chaos. We're going to have Chris Ronzio here joining us, who's an entrepreneur, author, small business investor, and speaker. He is the founder CEO of Trainual, which is a tool for growing businesses to document processes and simplify their onboarding and training. When you hear people saying, do what you say, say what you do, you should write down your processes, all of those things that you might have heard in business, but maybe you don't prioritize. Maybe it's the last thing you end up doing. What is it costing you? And what happens if you decide to be very adamant about how you document things and what is going to be the benefit that comes from that? We're going to discuss about this and how you can do it in a way that's way more fun with Chris Ronzo. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. Now, Chris, I was just checking you out and you organize chaos. This is a podcast that you're actually hosting and you're interviewing a lot of people about how fast growth looks like. So let's talk about this aspect of chaos. When you're growing a business, is chaos something that we choose or is it something that chooses us? (laughs) Chaos in business is actually a really good thing because it means you have a lot of opportunity and you're getting to sift through those opportunities to figure out what you want to work on. And so when people have chaos, it's better than just sitting around waiting for the emails or waiting for the clicks or the phone to ring. Chaos in business is a good thing. So I think if you are experiencing that, then that means that you've figured out sales and marketing, at least to some extent. And now it's time to work on operations, which is where I focus. Amazing. And so when we look at chaos, you're talking about when sales and marketing come in, what does that look like? When someone is in this mode, what's my daily life looking like? How do I recognize it? And you're saying it's not that bad of a thing. What are we talking about here? So it's not a bad thing in that there's a lot of opportunity from it, but it can be a bad thing in that it's a burden. So most small businesses start with some kind of technician or operator that's doing the work. And if you're personally feeling the chaos, it means that you have way too much on your plate that you can't get to it all. And maybe your team doesn't have the capacity to get to it all. So chaos just feels like there's a disarray, disorganization, because we can't possibly do everything that is on our plate without working 18 hours a day. And that's not a healthy way to grow a company. Fair enough. Now, I know you've been growing Trainual. This has been a powerful platform. I'm aware of it. I know there's a lot of documentation for processes, onboarding and training. So you must have noticed something within your own business that made you excited about creating something like Trainual. So I'd be curious to know what pushed you into going into this direction and making this technology available. So the Trainual story started with my first company, which was a video production company I started in high school. So I was 14, we were covering sporting events in my high school, then around the US where I am. And as we did more and more events, I couldn't possibly go to them all. So I had to find camera crews in different states that could work those events. And in order to make them operate like I would, I had to train them. I had to write down the instructions, send out standard operating procedures. So all this experience over a decade in online training and SOPs 
is really what led to the foundation of Trainual. So when I sold my video company, I was consulting for other businesses, other small companies, and I saw everyone wants to have some sort of turnkey business that doesn't require them to run. And so I was working company to company to organize their chaos. That was the name of my business. And to package together a playbook, which is what Trainual became a prototype to deliver. And so then fast forward a couple of years, launched Trainual the software, and that's what it does today. Amazing. Let's go deeper into that because you talk about SOP, standard operating procedures. You're talking about the documentation. These, again, they don't look like the fun part of the business, but you hinted towards one of the benefits here about some freedom or being able to step away from the business. So tell us a bit about that benefit. What would happen when someone would take the time to be able to document and to what level should somebody be thinking of documenting to be able to achieve that freedom? Yeah, so there's a catch-22 in documentation because it takes time to create time. So you have to step back from the thing that you're doing and write down the instructions. And showing someone else how to do it often takes longer than just doing it yourself. So there will always be this catch-22 where you have to actually invest in, I want to get this off my plate. So what I teach people is that there's this three-step process. Do it, document it, delegate it. And so until you're ready to delegate some responsibility and to stop doing it yourself, you shouldn't document it. And until you have a consistent way of doing it, you shouldn't document it. And so that's the first step. It's to get good at this thing and it's repeatable. I do it the same way today and tomorrow and the day after that. And then you know it's consistent. It delivers consistent results. So anything that you're doing in the business, once it's repeatable, then you can write it down and you can say, start to finish, this is how we do it. You document it. And once you document it, then you can hand the instructions to someone else and actually expect that they can do it right. And when you do that, it is so freeing. It's liberating because now you know that this person can follow the instructions and do it the way you did it. What happens so many times is people try to delegate before they've documented, before they've done it consistently. And when you ask someone to do something without instructions, how do you expect it to be done right? It won't be done right. And I've fallen through that pitfall. And you highlight something really important, this catch-22. Like, there's so many times that I'm like, oh, I'm so overworked. There's so many of these little things I need to do. And I don't take the time to step away to actually delegate it to anybody else because it feels like a burden. I feel like the people won't understand me. I feel like the people won't follow my instructions as well as I do. And you even hinted to something where it's like, it almost seems like things change so fast, it's not worth documenting. I feel like you've dealt with a lot of businesses that use this as an excuse. Is there full truth to that? Is there partial truth to that? What do you think? So I think you need to document maybe 50% of your business. Some businesses more, some less. But if you've documented 100% of your business, it means there's no space for experimentation, innovation, for new practices to become best practices. So you, having everything written down is not the goal. You want to have the consistent things written down so that you can be experimenting with the stuff that you're innovating on. If I've not ever documented anything with any kind of good habit or practice. You talk about how you do it a few times. I know I've personally had times where the first time I want to document something or delegate something, I'll like record a video of me doing something. Is that considered a good practice, bad practice? And basically I'm trying to find out what's a great way to get started if I want to start putting processes documented down. 
Well, if you're skipping straight to documenting a process, then the best way is whatever is easiest for you. So some people are good at writing. Some people just want to pull a microphone up and speak. Others want to record a video or screen sharing. So whatever is easiest is the right answer because you want to just get it done. But before you start documenting process, I think a step that a lot of people skip is you need to give the person some context of what your business is in order for them to take on the responsibility. A lot of people will just delegate an SOP a task. And when you delegate a task, they keep coming back to you for more work. And so you want to start to outline the responsibilities in your business. Who does what? Who's who? What is our business all about? And then a person can really understand their role and start to take off some responsibilities from your plate. Mm. I want to kind of open a little space here for those who are listening who are really much paying attention to their sales department and they're talking about documentation around sales and there is a stereotype like that rock star salesperson who's not documenting anything they're kind of doing the things their own way they're just like i don't need to document anything that i do it's a special sauce and a lot of people say i can't document this art this magic that i do which also expands beyond the sales role do you typically have people that come across and tell you this is there something you tell to these people if you're having someone that's really adamant about saying like you can't document this magic <laughs> if they can't document it themselves, assign someone else to document them. The best players in the best sports in the world, you know, they might not be able to teach someone else what they do, but there are thousands of cameras on these people that somebody that wants to learn can observe what they're doing. And so you can have someone else document what your best salesperson is doing by shadowing their calls, recording their calls, interviewing them, asking them questions. And then that person writes down all of the magic, the secret sauce that you could transfer onto other people. Mm. I think that would also be relevant if you're looking at a founder CEO who's so busy about documenting process, they might be running they could have, what would it be a proper executive assistant, someone that's just doing quality assurance? What kind of role would you define as someone who could help a CEO or a senior position person that needs to have more documentation around them? Absolutely. It can be an EA, it can be a VA, it can be your director of operations, it can be an office manager, it can be anyone that can sit down and interview you. And hopefully they don't even know too much about what you do because that naive lack of information makes them ask better questions so that you fully flush out what this process is. So if you could train a beginner to do the thing that you're doing, then your training is going to be great for anyone that's above that beginner status. Amazing. So just as a recap so far, we've talked about how chaos is naturally going to happen within your organization. As you grow, particularly if you grow fast, chaos is going to be there and it is not a bad thing. As Chris mentioned here, you're always going to have some new things that are happening and that's a good thing. Your sales and marketing are probably working really well. But the next step beyond that is how do you create more order? How do you create more predictability? And doing the documentation is going to be the powerful thing. It might not sound so sexy, but when we start talking about the benefits that it provides, such as freedom, possibility of delegation, more stability on the way things are operate and things being done the way you want them, you'll start recognizing that this is a powerful thing that you should bring as a habit within your company. Also, there's multiple ways you can do it, whether it's written voice or video, whatever format that you do is the one that is the most important as Chris mentioned. And of course, you're not documenting 100%. We're talking about at least 50% depending on your business so that you can continue to be able to innovate yet have things that are being documented once you've seen that it's repeatable a few times. I'd love to kind of switch gears here, Chris, and talk about what does that look like? Is there a format that I should be following for it to be clear? Like, is it just step one, step two? You talked a bit about the background and kind of giving context. What is kind of the best practices that I'm going to start documenting my entire company if I have not even started before? 
Yeah, so we talk about your business playbook and I break it down into four different areas. So first, every business has a profile. This is like if your company had a dating profile, what would it say? You know, what is your history? What's the background story of why you started this business? What are the products and services that you sell? Your mission, your vision, your core values. It's just all of the background information that just generally someone would need to get up to speed in the company. So your profile is number one. After that is your people. So this is who's who in your business, your roles, responsibilities, your org chart. It's just backgrounds and bios of who all the people are within your company. It's really simple to write down. The third one is your employee handbook or your policies. And this is just like the rules that we play by. What's okay here? What's not okay here? And then number four is your processes. And that's what we talked about. So the macro view, generally, you want to have all of those things touched on in order to give someone a holistic view of your business and their role within the business. Now, if we go deeper into process, I do have a format for what I consider the perfect SOP. Do you want me to break it down? Please, that'd be lovely. Okay, so perfect SOP. It's really simple. You start with the process name. What is this process? After that, you say the process owner. So in your company, there may be a lot of people that do this thing that are responsible for it, but who is accountable for this being done right? Who do you go to for questions? Every process should have an owner, so process owner. Next, when was it last updated? Really simple thing to track on any document, anything that you do. This will let you make sure that things are recently updated. You can filter all of your documents, whatever system you use, and say, show me the stuff that's oldest so I can make sure that it's up to date. After that, is there any tools that I need in order to do this process right? So it could be hardware, it could be software, it could be passwords, could be websites that you need to go to. So tools to do it right. After that, your context, like why is this done in the business? Why does it matter in the company? Then you want to write down the frequency that you do the thing, which is like, is this a on-demand task? Is it every Monday at 5 p.m.? Is it once a week? And then after that, how long should it take if it's done right? Is this a five-minute task? Is it a 30-minute task? Is this a four-month client project? Finally, and only after all of those other things, you get into the step-by-step -step sequence of how do you actually do this thing. So a lot of people will skip all of that metadata or whatever you call it about the process, but that stuff is so important if you want it to actually be useful in the company. Okay. I love the step-by-step. -step. For those of you listening, you might be taking a lot of value. I know for me, I've already just notched in my head that I want to start documenting this way. And I feel like I start with good intentions, Chris. Like I start some documentations, but there's sometimes I also lose steam. I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be whenever it comes to documenting this. And a lot of us might be looking at where do I even document this? Am I putting this within a binder that I print out? I mean, I remember back in the day, that's the way you'd have all your sales processes. Your script would always be in a printout. But of course, there's a lot of tools now we're digitizing. Some people are maybe putting it in Apple Notes, Google Docs. I've had wikis. So I'd love to maybe open up a bit about some of the best tools that we should be using. And of course, I would want to give a plug as to why we should be using Trainial, which is what you've developed, which I'm sure is going to be one of the most fun ones to use to be able to do this. Yes, obviously, I have to recommend Trainual. But before I do, I'll start with kind of the spectrum of these sort of tools, because you're right, you can use paper. And for small organizations that maybe don't frequently update their process, paper is better than nothing. You know, most people never get around to doing this. So if you've written it down on paper and printed out a three ring binder, you are ahead of the crowd. If you're wanting to take the next step above that, use some sort of digital online documents, you know, Google Docs and Notion and Microsoft Word online 
online, that sort of thing. The next step above that could be a wiki. The problem with those is they're searchable, but they're quickly disorganized and chaotic. Trainual's kind of in the middle there. We'll come back to that. And then at the very top, you've got like compliance systems and learning management systems and things that are more like course authoring, course building tools. And so the reason we created Trainual was to have the simplicity of your online documents and wikis, the searchability so you can find things on the go, but then the accountability of the more enterprise tools so that as a company, I can package together, here's what each role in my business does. And when I hire a new person for that, that role, it automatically shares with them everything they need to know about the company and their role. It tracks that they've gotten through 100% of it. And then anytime you change a best practice, a policy, a, a process, it gets updated in the system and it alerts those people come back in, there's something new to get up to speed on. And so really the value add, like why someone would use a system like ours is when they want to close the loop on accountability and making sure that people are up to speed with the latest version. But anywhere along that spectrum that someone listening to this starts is a great place to be. Well, I know that Trainual actually also has a lot of education portals that actually teach people on how to document better and it onboards you very well. So for those of you listening, just look into the show notes in the bonus section, you'll see that there's some details about how to get started with Trainual. I believe, Chris, there is a way to get started with a free trial, at least for people to test it out. Yep, no credit card required. Dive in, play with our templates, have at it. Perfect. And let me ask as a devil's advocate is like, are there certain styles or a certain size of business where Trainual would feel like a little bit of overkill? And so is there a recommendation of who are not ready yet for something like Trainual? So I would say if you're a solopreneur and it's just you and you're still trying to figure out what you're doing, then you don't need to document yet, like we talked about earlier. But if you're maybe a few people and you're starting to carve out a department head, you know, five people and you've got some definition of departments, you can really hit the ground running in a system like ours. Amazing. And so now, once you've started putting this together, you've used this in your video course, that was when you first started doing a lot of documentation. Now you're running Trainual. How does that look like now that you have all these documentations in place? Like, how does a day to day look like for you knowing that you have all of this? Because you spoke about this idea of freedom. How does that translate itself with how you get to operate your current business? Yeah. So what I say is get your business out of your brain. You know, we trademarked that. I think you said some version of that. And what that means to most people in the early stages of entrepreneurship is I need to show someone else how to do what I do. And you keep doing that over and over until you can't possibly show that secret special talent like we talked about that only you could do because it's your unique ability. So for me, my day now is filled with coaching my team, coaching my other leaders and doing things like this writing. You know, I've got my book that just came out recently. I love helping other businesses. This is what I do uniquely well. Everything else within the company, we've got almost 100 people now. They handle the day-to-day -day and they do it better than I ever did. So, you know, I think success with documentation is freeing yourself up to do whatever you want to do or whatever you do best. Well, I do want to highlight a little bit for those who want to go deeper into the subject as well, that the business playbook is what just came out. I think you have a copy there. I was hoping you could show it to everybody who's watching this on video. Business playbook, how to document and delegate what you do so your company can grow beyond you. And it was really important for you to reiterate exactly what your life looks like now, because there's so many people who are looking to work on their tasks that make them feel the most alive, whether that's having conversations, whether it's coaching, a lot of people want to be able to support others. And when you get to do that with your team members, I know that's one of the most fulfilling things that you can be doing as the leader of an organization. But most people feel bogged down with the itty gritty. They're dealing with catching fires. And in this case, now that you have a bit of a habit when it comes to documentation, it seems like these fires get caught before they even start. Would you agree? 
<laughs> Absolutely. Other people can catch the fires. You know, the fires that start to simmer and burn are when you've got a process documented that is not withstanding the test of time because it needs to be innovated. And those are good fires. Those are great things to call out in the organization. So those are the things we're putting out now. It's not that we're building the foundation of processes. It's that we're building better ones as we grow. Mm. And for me, I love that you've actually been call it lenient on when you have a new process, because I've had both sides of the spectrum. I've had times where I tried documenting a process even before I did it the first time, thinking like, I'll have it this so beautifully documented that by the time I do it the first time, it's gonna be amazing. And then you do it the first time, you're like, damn it, this is not how it go down. There's some things that aren't working or the process itself doesn't make sense. It doesn't even fit within the ecosystem. And so there's some kind of trial period that I've always wanted to do with an idea, with a process. And I'll give an example of how this looks like. And following your formula is I started experimenting with these like Instagram reels and TikTok, right? They're one minute videos. And I've been taking snippets of interviews that I do like this. I try to chop it down within a one minute clip. I add a bit of text up and down. And I haven't delegated it to my VA or my designer to do because there's still some little things I'm trying to figure out. Like, how do I trim the videos? What text should I be putting in? How would I even have it in a process that could be repeated and scheduled for time and time again? And I've done it now about six times where I'm getting to a point that I'm like, hey, this is a little repeatable. Now I'm getting excited about the concept that if I document this, I might not ever need to do this again. And I've noticed something crazy. I don't know if it's just with me. Maybe I'm a terrible person. You can tell me, Chris, but every time I have something documented and I have someone else do it, they always do it better than me. Hmm. Is that a crazy phenomenon because I'm a bad person or is that something that naturally happens when you grow up team? <laughs> I think it's natural, but I think it's a powerful thing to realize that you find yourself creating jobs instead of having jobs. As you go through and you figure something out and you've done it six times and then you do it 10 times, you do it 15 times, you start to feel that inside you that, wow, this is repeatable. Am I supposed to do this forever or is this something someone else can do? And that's when you know that you're supposed to delegate that thing. And that's when you know you've got to document it. So I think you're on the right track. It's just something you do over and over again in every area of the business. Would you even document it if you're not in the process of hiring someone to do it? Like if let's say I was not going to hire someone, would I still have a benefit of documenting this? I don't think so. I think unless you're going to hire or unless you're planning to build a franchise and replicate a whole location, or if you're creating it as an insurance policy because maybe you're going on a parental leave or you've got some other reason, then there's a reason to document without needing to delegate. If it's just for the heck of it, I think you probably got better things to do to fill up that capacity. Chris, this has been super fun and I'm hoping that we drive the point home for everybody listening. This is actually one of the most liberating things you can do. If you're actually starting to document these things, actually having these packages of things that you can delegate to others, automate, whatever it is that needs to be created. I love this point that Chris just mentioned towards the end, which is you're literally creating jobs as opposed to creating problems for yourself. And so now you get to maximize your impact in the process, grow the business and be more effective at delivering the value that I know you're trying to deliver within your growing organization. I want everybody to have a look at what I'm putting into the bonus so you can actually go deeper into it. There is the Organized Chaos podcast. There is the book, the business playbook that you can grab a copy and a free trial that you can get started with Trainio so you can learn more and invest within your own way of documenting your entire company. We've went through 
What are the ways that you should be documenting? When you start following that process, this will be a great framework to do your first process documentation. And you can start thinking of what is it something that I do regularly? For those of you who might know me and have been listening for a while, I often speak about my virtual assistant I've been working with for four years. And matter of fact is I have her document some of my processes after I recorded on video. And so you can even train the people as Chris was saying to actually document for you when they shadow you, when they see what you're doing and they can support you with that. And then you can jump in and have a machine that's gets built that documents more things and maximize your impact in the process. It is a liberating action. It'll allow you to have much more freedom in the way that you sell in the way that you grow your business as an important thing that you should be looking into doing. We have multiple tools that were shared as well. But of course, if you want the best grab Trainual, it's a powerful platform for you to do it right. Chris Ronzio, thank you so much for your time and coming here on the show to share all this stuff. We're going to get some people doing more organizing as opposed to chaos in their business to grow more healthy in the process. I love it, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. You know, my business card with organized chaos, it said organize chaos and get things done. So you have more time to do what you love. And I know this podcast is all about love. So that's it. That's what it's all about, right? hundred percent. It's, it's the ticket to freedom and it doesn't always get like the best of reputation. It's not the sexy thing, but freedom is sexy. And when you start documenting, you get it. <laughs> I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.